welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last seven days. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short 10-minute podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Jade Burke, editor at My Grapevine, which is a new personalised content hub which we've just launched. So welcome back, Jade. Pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Soph. It's good to be back again. So this week's topic on the HR Grapevine podcast is about coronavirus. As most of you will be aware, the virus has completely dominated news um, agendas over the last few weeks. So what is believed to have originated in Wuhan in China has now spread on a more global scale to the point that the virus has actually hit British shores. And as a result, this is actually causing concern for UK employers about how to safeguard their business, continue business as usual and also keep their staff safe. So almost on a daily basis, there are new developments about coronavirus coming into play. Um, Firstly, as more countries and regions confirm cases, but also as organisations publicly announce the precautionary measures that they have implemented to stop the virus from spreading, which may include things like remote working um, as well. So as the, the spreading continues to escalate, new information and guidance has been released from authoritative bodies such as the government website and ACAS, all of which are there to advise employers on how to tackle and manage the situation. Um, so for today's podcast, HR Grapevine has um, dedicated this um, discussion to giving you the latest updates and necessary information. So I think if we start off with what employers are doing, obviously there are various different things that organisations have implemented to prevent um, and try and manage the unnecessary spread of coronavirus. Um, So perhaps, Jade, do you want to walk us through some of the latest developments and the latest things that employers have stated that they've started doing that we've maybe covered in um, HR Grapevine over the last few days? Yeah, for sure. A lot of coverage in the news lately has been of coronavirus of course when numerous companies have revealed how they intend on tackling the disease and actually preventing employees from potentially contracting it i think one of the first cases in the uk i believe involved chevron corp which we reported on which told its employees based in its canary wharf office to temporarily work from home after a co-worker reported flu-like symptoms yeah i think that was about 300 or so employees yeah so quite quite a large number Meanwhile, again, Amazon shared that it has banned all non-essential employee travel on an international basis, which I believe affects over 700,000 staff members in total. Yeah, it's quite again, a staggering amount. Yeah, again, a huge number. Then, most recently, Twitter and Google have both instructed employees to work remotely in a bid to contain the spread of coronavirus. So there's a lot of things that they're doing to prevent this virus from actually spreading. But then J.D. Weatherspoon come out this week, I believe, and revealed plans to allow staff to receive regular statutory sick pay if they choose to self-isolate themselves as a precautionary measure. So it's clear, obviously, that the disease really is impacting the world of work. Obviously, it's crucial that employers continue business as normal, but this just might mean making some adjustments regarding the ways in which employees work in order to continue business as usual. That's it, yeah. So while this may be easier to accomplish in some sectors that are maybe largely office-based environments it may be trickier to implement in some sectors such as retail where you've got Uh, shop floor assistants um and it may not be as possible for people to um benefit from remote remote working 
Um, but as the people function, which is responsible for overseeing employee welfare, mm. how can HR actually ensure that both the business and employees are looked after? I believe, Jade, you spoke with um, the people director at GHD, just to find out a bit more. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really interesting, like you say. So if businesses must continue as usual, or they may make huge losses as a result. I mean, just look at the airline industry, for example. Um, just doing some research, it's already facing multi-million dollar revenue losses losses as a result of the disease, because obviously they're cutting flights and, and not... And that's likely to increase the more that the virus escalates. Exactly, yeah. Um, but despite this, obviously HR does have a duty of care to their employees and their staff welfare should be a priority. I mean, according to ACAS, employers have a duty of care to their employees, which means that they should take all steps which are reasonably possible to ensure their health, safety and well-being. Therefore, the same should apply in terms of the coronavirus. Like you said, yeah, I spoke to Kate Byrne, Director of People at GHD, and she shared with me that thanks to technology, the business was able to perform as usual during this sort of turbulent period of time. While keeping abreast of the latest developments in terms of the virus, she believes is also critical. Mm-hmm. She told me, myself and the country HR managers are keeping informed as, as to the situation daily, taking advice from the local government bodies and f- advising accordingly. We have taken several measures already, including asking those who recently returned from Italy to work from home for two weeks. Additional hand gels have been supplied in all offices and advice on hand washing has been sent out. Fortunately, with technology as it is today, holding virtual meetings is easy and therefore all apart from large in-person events continue to go ahead. So Kate's advice certainly is really helpful in this instance and I'm sure these are steps that many other HR practitioners are also following to just allow business to continue as usual. Absolutely and I think one of the key points that Kate mentioned was you know ensuring that you keep up to date on a daily basis um, to see if anything's changing and also using all of those different um, resources to make sure that you the business is Absolutely, yeah. well prepared and is also handling the the situation in an appropriate manner. Um, so obviously we've heard some views from GHD's people director, um, but what other advice has been issued to employers to help them overcome the spread of coronavirus? In preparation for this podcast, I spoke to an employment law specialist at Wright Johnson and McKenzie LLP, Martin Stevenson who explained that the spread of coronavirus escalating at such an alarming rate, employers must make sure that they are taking steps to ensure there is good hygiene in the workplace and to ensure that current working practices don't impose undue risk to employees. Um, So he said to HR Grapevine, employers should review hygiene systems to ensure they provide appropriate protection. Consideration should be given to providing training and communication to staff about why improved cleanliness practices are required. And I think that's a key thing, educating and training employees on the importance of that, but also the ramifications if these procedures aren't Followed. followed properly. So really, to add greater depth to the advice, both myself and Jade had a look on the ACAS and the government's websites to find out their recommendations. So if I just start off with a quick run through of the good practice advice that ACAS published for employers to refer to. Um, So I've just got a couple of bullet points here. So the first is keeping the workforce updated on actions being taken to reduce the risks of exposure in the workplace, Um, ensuring that all staff have the correct contact and emergency details. Educating managers on how to spot symptoms of coronavirus and making them aware of any relevant processes, including sick pace and what Jade was mentioning to do with um, JD Weatherspoons, mm-hmm. um, and also procedures to follow if an employee does develop the virus. 
making sure that office spaces have the correct facilities for employees to regularly wash their hands with hot soapy water, which also just touches upon what the employment lawyer was saying to us earlier. Um, just ensuring, once again, that tissues and hand sanitizers are provided and encouraging staff to use them, which is obviously one of the key tips that um, yes. Kate Byrne shared yeah. with Jade. Also, this is another thing that's been in the news quite a lot recently, considering whether business travel is essential. Some of the the global brands are actually imposing a travel ban for non-essential travel, and that is only likely to heighten um, the more that the coronavirus escalates um but essentially just one last key bit of information that the um the professional body does provide is that employers must make sure that no employee is singled out or treated any differently due to their race or ethnicity um when putting these um i guess anti-coronavirus measures in place so everyone can benefit basically yeah absolutely um jade what did you happen to find on the government's website So, yesterday the government issued new advice stating that up to one-fifth of the workforce could be off sick at the same point due to coronavirus. However, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has expressed his pledge to do everything possible to prepare for all eventualities. In addition, Health Secretary Matt Hancock revealed in the House of Commons earlier this week that it is becoming increasingly likely that the UK will see widespread transmission of the virus, which is, of course, really shocking. But then obviously last month, the government also issued advice explaining that symptoms such as coughing, fever and difficulty breathing may develop in the 14 days after exposure to someone who has actually developed the virus. It also shared that the best way to prevent the infection is to avoid being exposed to the virus. But of course, this may be easier said than done, as like we have said earlier, business must continue for many employers. But bearing this in mind, employers should certainly consider making reasonable adjustments, such as relaxing working from home policies and obviously expressing an understanding and offering better transparency when it comes to employee concerns over the virus. Yeah, I think you've raised some great points there. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgrapevine.com. 